Entrepreneur on Fire 626. What are you waiting for? Tickets to a rocket ship? Well, here you go and hang on tight as John Lee Dumas is about to take you on a wild ride. Ignite. Protect your family, protect your future. For special savings, visit LegalZoom.com and enter promo code FIRE in the referral box at checkout. LegalZoom was developed by top attorneys to provide self-help services at your specific direction, but they're not a law firm. Legal help is furnished through vetted independent attorneys. From Adobe Audition to Microsoft Excel and even SEO, lynda.com has video courses that cover it all. Get access to the entire library free for seven days by visiting lynda.com slash fire today. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash fire. Fire Nation in the house. John Lee Dumas here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, John Morrow. John, are you prepared to ignite I'm ready. Yes. Let's do it. Despite being completely paralyzed from the neck down, John has helped to build three of the most popular blogs in the world, collectively receiving over 5 million page views per month. You can get more of his advice for building your own popular blog at boostblogtraffic.com. John, I've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business. Yeah, so on the surface level, I'm I'm a blogger. I mean, I'm basically this guy that uh, I sit in front of the computer all day. I use voice dictation software to write because I can't move from the night down. And um, I've built and helped build several popular blogs. Started with with Copy Blogger, and then uh, Kiss Metrics, and now my own blog, Boost Blog Traffic, and um, I've also learned how to take that that medium and transform it into a business, similar to what you've done with podcasting. Mm. And um, today, I mean, we're up to a um, six-figure-a-month uh, blog wow. with, with, with uh, Boost Blog Traffic after about, I think we're about two years in now. So, uh, yeah, it's going pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Two years in, six figures a month. So, John, I just need to commend you. Your page views are incredible. The amount of people that you inspire around the world to blog and to blog successfully has such a ripple effect in so many industries and so many niches that I just need to applaud you for that. And I really can't wait to dive into your journey specifically, John. And that's why you're here today to share your incredible journey with Fire Nation to continue to just inspire millions literally around the world. But before we dive into that, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. Yeah, the the one that I want to bring up is is a little strange. Um, <laughs> probably not one that, that anyone has used before, but in the movie Fight Club... There's this scene where where Tyler Durden, who's this this sort of alpha male leader, um, he, he takes this guy in a convenience store, and he puts a gun to his head and he walks him out back, and he asks him what he always wanted to do with his life. He finds a student ID in his wallet, and and the guy said he's he'd always wanted to be a veterinarian, but it was just too much school. It was just too hard. And Tyler put the gun to his head 
And he said, is it harder than dying? And um, he, he said, no. And he said, I'm going to check up on you in a few weeks. And if you're not get back in school to become a veterinarian, that's it. And the, the guy, you know, scampered off, ran away. And then, you know, after he left, he opens up the gun and it, the, it's empty. There were no bullets in the gun or anything. Um, but the reason why he did that is to scare the guy into doing what he needed to do. And I think in the self-improvement and personal development community, fear is one of the things that's probably the most underutilized. Um for me, and I think for a lot of people, having something that I'm intensely afraid of is dramatically more powerful and motivating than any goal in the world. And learning how to use that fear and how to not be paralyzed by it, but rather to allow it to push you to do things, I, I think that's something that's sort of ignored all too often and it's been one of the key things in my life that's helped me succeed. John, that is inspiring on so many levels. And let me just kind of chime in here as a host of a podcast that now has 625 past guests who have shared their journey, their failures, their aha moments, their current successes. And over and over again, John, when we go back to that aha moment, when we go to that turning point in their life, so often something major happened in their life. They were fired shockingly from their job. They had a baby unexpectedly. And I actually, it happened so often, John, that I call it the baby effect, literally, because yeah. so many of my past yeah. guests have had a baby and they looked at that child and they said, you know what? I am now in charge and have the responsibility of caring for this human life. Making those 10 more outbound phone calls doesn't seem to be that scary anymore when it comes to not feeding my child. And that baby effect has spurred so many entrepreneurs onto incredible success because it forced them to embrace that fear and to overcome those obstacles and challenges. And for me, John, when I launched Entrepreneur on Fire, and the podcast greats were telling me, John, don't do a seven-day-a-week podcast. Nobody's going to want to hear it. You can't keep it up. I said, you know what? If I give myself no other option but to succeed, that is going to make sure that I do succeed. So, John, I, I left it all behind, and I had nothing else but this seven-day-a-week podcast that I was going to create. I wasn't an experienced broadcaster. I wasn't good. I had no online presence, but that all came out of the fear of having nothing else to fall back on. So that is so powerful, John. Yeah. And for me, the, the thing that scares me more than anything else, I mean, I, I'm unable to move from the net down. Most guys like me end up in nursing homes. Mm -hmm. And the idea that the, 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 the little video that goes through my head whenever I need motivation is me sitting in a nursing home with a morphine drip in one arm and watching Jerry Springer on TV. Oh. And I'm sitting there listening to the beep of the machines hooked up to me. And, and then one day I die and nobody even notices. And then, you know, they, they finally notice, they call out the time of death, they pull the sheet over my head and they take me out to cremate me, but I'm so unimportant they cremate me with five other bodies and I don't even get my own urn. And, and the rest of the world just goes on. 
and I disappear. To me, that whole little video is so intensely terrifying. And it's so real. It could happen to me quite easily for something like that. And it scares me so badly that I will work 18, 20 hours a day for the rest of my life to avoid that. And especially in the beginning of my career, that's what drove me to do everything. Fire Nation, if you don't have chills right now, if you're not inspired by the words that John is sharing with us today, you need to hit the rewind button, that 30-second rewind about four times and re-listen to this because you obviously were not focusing. You weren't really listening because that two-minute blurb that John just shared with us could literally change the future direction of your life. And John, there's this great guy that's out there called the Entrepreneurial Preacher, I believe, and he tells this quick story about how people say they, they'll, give, they'll do anything to succeed. They'll, they'll give it all. They'll, whatever it takes, they'll succeed. And he says, okay, well, come out to the ocean with me. He takes them out to the ocean, and he brings them out to neck level, and he dips their head underwater, and he holds it under the, underwater there for a while, and they're trying to get up, and they finally get up, and he says, How'd you feel underneath there? They're like, well, I wanted to breathe. And he's like, yeah, well, what would you have done to breathe? And they say anything. And he goes, when you want to succeed as bad as you wanted to breathe when you were under that water, then nothing will stop you. But until then, you don't want it bad enough. So just a crazy analogy, obviously very dramatic, but it's important for Nation to realize it's just a decision you need to make that you are going to give it all to succeed. And John, what I want to do now is take the spotlight of this interview and turn it to your journey as an entrepreneur. Tell us a story, John, of a time that you failed and share with us the lessons you learned from that. My first big failure was my first company. Um, I started it when I was 17 and um, I was creating virtual reality software to teach soldiers languages for the U.S. Defense Department. And um, I gathered together a team and I got funding. I managed to get my father to invest his entire savings. Up to that point, he invested 200 grand in the company. Um, And we created this amazing virtual reality software uh, that the government was going to use. This was right at the end of the the tale of the dot com craze, and even with that two hundred grand, we had like thirty something thousand dollars a month in payroll. So we eventually ran out of money, and we we had to shut the doors, and it, that that's when the dot com crash was just starting. So we couldn't get investment capital from anyone. And I tried to go out there and sell the product, tried to sell it to – we talked to the president of Ecuador about putting it in there. We talked to universities about using it in different universities. But I had no idea what I was doing. And what I learned through that process is you can have the greatest product. You can have all the determination – and smarts in the world. But if nobody knows how to sell, you don't have a chance. It's over. And that taught me that the value of selling and marketing. And if it hadn't been for that, I probably wouldn't be where I am today. 
So John, there's so many powerful nuggets that you shared during that failure in your life. The one thing that I picked up that I kind of maybe like you to expound upon a little bit is really the importance of assembling the right team. Now, I'm not talking about having a massive team, but having a team where there's people on it that have the skill sets and that are good at things that you necessarily may not be good at or just may not have the time to do because you need to be focused on one area, really following that one course until success, but then having that team in place that can get out there and sell, that knows how to design, that knows how to communicate and customer support. What are your thoughts on team? If you talk to most virtual uh, or venture capitalists, and even if you talk to a lot of successful entrepreneurs, you'll often find a product guy and a marketing guy partnered together. And a lot of venture capitalists even demand it that way, where you have to have a partner that has that opposite skill set. It's very rare to find anybody that can do both very well. So I, I think one of the most important things you can do as a beginning entrepreneur is figure out which side do you fall on. And you, you'll probably have some skill in each area, but one side will probably be dominant. And whichever side is not dominant, you need to find someone else who's the mirror image of you, who, who does have that, that dominance in whatever the opposite side is. And that the problem that we ran into is all of us that started the company, we were all product people. Mm -hmm. We didn't have any salespeople. And we thought that if we built a product that was amazing enough, that it would sell itself. And it just wasn't true. It was incredibly naive. Um, and it cost us everything. If you build it, they will come. A lot of entrepreneurs enter with that mentality, John, that philosophy. And unfortunately, a lot of them end up in failure as well. And can you just share in maybe just a minute or two some ways that you found have been successfully implementing a team, hiring a team, bringing a team together? What would be step one for somebody listening to this that's saying, okay, I get it. Like I need to add this person or that person to my team to improve it. But where do I start? The first thing that you, that you need to do that, that I really recommend is chunking it down into something smaller and then working with some people on a small project before you work on it uh, with them on a big one. So like right now, I hired two people just this month. And I always hire people for a part-time or a temporary job first and work with them, try them out. And it's not only to see if they're the real deal, it's to see, are we a cultural match? Are we, do we work well together? Um, and it, it gives me the opportunity that if it's not a good fit, then at the end of it, then I can say, it was wonderful working with you. Um, best of luck to you. And that's so much better than having to go, it's not a good fit, you're fired. Which which is the alternative. Right. So inventing a test project um, to, to try people out. And um, even when you're an entrepreneur, I think a really smart idea is to pick one of your smaller ideas that's maybe not going to change the world but it's something that you can do in three to six months and work on that 
and assemble a team around that and try it first and have a really quick success with something and then move on to the really big things. Um, because otherwise, when you're starting from scratch and if you go out and you, you work with a whole bunch of people you've never worked with before and you have no idea whether you'll work well with them or whether they really know what they're doing or not, the, the one thing that I've learned is a resume is almost entirely worthless for evaluating people. <laughs> so is an interview. It's almost entirely worthless for evaluating people. The only way that I know of to to really determine whether somebody's a good fit is to actually work with them. And uh, I mean, a, a good friend of mine, uh, Jason Cohen, he, um, what, what he does when he hires programmers is he has two computers that are on a desk and he pulls up beside them and he codes with them for a few hours. And he said, that's the only way he knows to hire a programmer. And I think that's the right perspective and strategy for hiring probably at least 80% of the time. So Fire Nation, chunk it down and test, 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 test. So John, I want to go to the other end of the spectrum now because you're a great storyteller. You have amazing stories to share with Fire Nation and you've had many aha moments, many light bulbs that have gone off probably honestly just today, maybe even some during this interview. I mean, that's just the kind of entrepreneur that you are. But what I want you to do is to share with Fire Nation a story of a time that you had a particularly impactful aha moment. And John, the steps you took to turn that light bulb idea into success. So the, one of the really big light bulb moments for me early on in my, in my career was I read The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. And I heard about the idea of geo-arbitrage. And what that is, for, for anyone who hasn't heard of it, it's the idea of living in a place where it's cheaper and earning top wages. So like people in India, for example, that, that do a lot of the, out, the work that we outsource there, that's geo-arbitrage because a lot of times they're making higher wages but they're living in, in a cheaper area. So it allows you to accumulate wealth. Faster. Like my virtual assistant lives in Pakistan right now. Exactly. Exactly. So when I read that, though, it, it gave me an idea because the biggest problem I had at the, at the time was I had $180,000 a year of medical bills. And the only way to pay that at the time was to go on Medicaid, government assistance. And the deal with Medicaid was any money I made, I got to keep $700. And anything above that, I had to write them a check. So if I made five grand in a month, I had to write them a check for $4,300. And I was totally trapped. There, there was no way I could pay for it myself. But I started thinking, what if I built an, an online business? But then I moved to another country where, where healthcare is cheaper. So I started investigating it. And I had a friend that retired down in Mazatlan, Mexico. And he actually helped start a hospice organization there. And he kept telling me about all of the medical care 
in Mexico. And he, he introduced me to the director of hospice. And she said, I'll tell you what, come for a visit, see how you like it. If you like it here, I'll help you find nurses. So I went there for a week. I looked around and um, I said, this is it. I'm moving. <laughs> so about a year after that, I finally got everything arranged. I, I had sort of gotten my business off the ground before I left. Um, my mom had gotten laid off from her job. And we packed everything we owned into my minivan. And we drove all the way from Charlotte, North Carolina, all the way down to Mazatlan, Mexico. It took us like seven days. <laughs> and um, I went down there and I got a condo on the beach in a resort that I, I'm in Florida now. If I got a place here in Florida like I had down there, it'd be about $3 million for the condo. Um, and I was paying $1,500 a month in rent. <laughs> and that was the highest rent in the city. I also got nurses with four-year degrees for $4 an hour. And that was a top wage. That was higher than they could make anywhere else. And um, I managed to cut my health care expenses down from 180 grand a year to about, I think it was like 25,000 a year. And what that allowed me to do, I no longer had Medicaid. I no longer had to worry about the government watching everything I was doing. Um, and I was able, from, from the day that I started there, um, it was about a month. At the time, I was working for Copy Blogger and Kiss Metrics. I was making more than enough to pay for everything. And I launched my first product about a month after getting there. And made like 25 grand in the first week. <laughs> and um, I ended up living down there for three years because, and saving up money, getting the business going, because I was able to make United States money living in Mexico. And um, that allowed me to do thing, something that pretty much no one else in history with a condition like mine has ever done. And that now I support myself entirely. I support my mother, my father, everybody. And it's all because I was able to go to another country, do that geo-arbitrage, and make enough money to, to take care of myself. And so just being an entrepreneur as well, who is location independent, but has chosen California, San Diego specifically, as my hometown, where... Anybody who knows anything about taxes knows that that's not the best decision yeah. in the world, but it is what it is. What are the tax implications when you move from the United States to Mazatlan and are making a lot of money? So, I mean, first off, I'm not an accountant, okay? <laughs> but that, that being said, um, what you do is you get, um, you actually end up paying less taxes. You get an exemption. It's called the foreign earned income exemption on your first 120,000, I think it is. I'd have to go back and look it up. I think it's around 120, 150,000 that you make and you pay no U.S. taxes on that. Um, now, technically, 
what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to be paying Mexican taxes on on that money because you're making it down there. And whether you do or not, a lot of people don't. Um, and, and they never get caught. But technically, you're supposed to. So you're not actually getting away scot-free if you're doing everything illegally. But you still, even the Mexican taxes, are far, far less than the United States taxes. So you end up coming out way ahead. Wow. So, John, we could go back and forth about just the lifestyle design and the benefits of the geo-arbitrage all day. Both of your stories have been incredibly inspiring. Thank you for sharing these with Fire Nation. And I just don't want to stop. I mean, I want to keep going. Just We have to keep this one short just due to time constraints. But share with us your proudest entrepreneurial moment. Yeah, this one is real simple. It was after three years down in Mexico, coming back to the U.S., with $100,000 in the bank, making about twenty to 30000 a month at the time, and knowing that I had enough money to do anything I wanted for the rest of my life. Freedom. In one word, freedom. Yep. So, John, I want to bring things to present times, because you alluded to the massive success that you're currently experiencing at BoostBlogTraffic.com, amongst other areas. Share with Fire Nation the one thing that just has you most fired up today. The thing that I'm most interested in is actually cloning our business model. So I think I can push Boost Blog Traffic to probably about 5 or $6 billion a year in revenue, which is fine. I think we'll probably get there within another two years or so. Um, but I want to go bigger. And so one of the things we're looking into now is a few different models. One is... Starting next year, I'm going to be starting a personal development blog, a self-improvement blog. So we'll be running more than one big blog. Also, we're looking at maybe even adopting a venture capital model to where we'll give a blogger like fifty or $60,000 and I'll mentor them for the first year in exchange for half of their company. So it'll be basically venture capital exclusively for bloggers and we'll start blogs in all of the biggest spaces personal finance self-improvement parenting and and, um, develop really just a gigantic publishing company wow i love that direction you're moving into so many entrepreneurs with so many great things to say john get stifled and they never start because they don't have that financial freedom to do so if they could just know that fifty thousand dollars per year it's not a ton but it's enough for me to budget for me to live on and i can focus on my craft i can build my audience and i have john who's mentoring me along the way i mean almost a recipe for success of any kind that i've seen so i just I love what you're bringing to the world, John, that ripple effect you're continuing to expand. And I love how far reaching and in the future that you're thinking as well. So have to commend you for that, John. I just, I love it. It was already kind of spurring ideas for me in the podcasting world as well, where I'm seeing what we're doing with Podcasters Paradise, just crossing the 1000th member within and seeing things grow in that area too. So thanks for the inspiration, John, and thank you for just doing what you do. Thank you. So, John, we're about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute and thank our sponsors. Have you ever watched a video course from start to finish on YouTube? And at the end, you're left wondering what you should do next? 
It's great that there's free content available out there, but it's not always the best. And it's frustrating when you spend your most precious resource, time, on something that isn't helpful. That's why I love lynda.com. You can rely on their content to be very helpful. Not only does lynda.com have a library of over 2,400 video courses, but each and every one of them is produced at the highest quality. lynda.com breaks down their courses into bite-sized pieces. So whether you're a beginner, intermediate, or expert, you can jump in and start learning an entire software program or system at the exact spot that you want. Interested in checking it out for yourself, Fire Nation? I've worked out a deal with lynda.com to give you a special offer. Access the entire library for free for seven days. Visit lynda.com slash fire today. That's L-Y-N-D-A.com slash fire. Planning for your future is important. I don't have to tell you that. But I know firsthand that there's a lot on your plate when you're building your own business. It can be easy to forget important steps like protecting your assets with LLCs, S-Corps, trademarks, and more. Insurance, financial planning, yep, that's also your responsibility. Wouldn't it be nice if you had a single place you could go to for all the legal help that you can trust? Someone who can provide you peace of mind that your finances are legally protected. Great news, it exists. LegalZoom has been helping clients for over 13 years, and their services are developed by some of the best legal minds in the country. Visit LegalZoom, and they'll take care of you from start to finish. For special savings, visit LegalZoom.com, enter promo code FIRE in the referral box at checkout. LegalZoom was developed by top attorneys to provide self-help services at your specific direction, but they're not a law firm. Legal help is furnished through vetted independent attorneys. So that's LegalZoom.com, promo code FIRE. So John, we've now reached my favorite part of the show, the lightning round, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sounds good. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? And nothing. I think I was a born entrepreneur. It just took me a while to learn how to do it well. So I was a crappy entrepreneur when I was born, but, but, but I think I was still an entrepreneur. What is the best advice, John, you've ever received? When I was deciding what to major in when I went back to college after the failure of my first company, he told me that if I really wanted to become a great leader and, and learn how to work with other people, that to major in the arts instead of an engineering field. And, and so I ended up majoring in English, not computer science. And I actually think that was one of the best decisions I've ever made. John, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. Sleeping seven to eight hours a night, pretty much every night, is a big one. So if you're working 18 hours a day, that's going to be pretty hard to sleep seven hours a night. <laughs> it is. It is. Thankfully, I don't do that anymore. But... Um, but yeah, I mean, these days, I usually work 10 to 12 hour days. And I have, and I usually work at least six days a week. And I can do that forever without burning out. Um, and then I have two to three hours of wind down time. And then seven to eight hours of sleep. How do you like to utilize your uh, wind down time? One of the things I like doing is reading fiction. I found that that is very soothing. Um, and and also just um, talking to friends and family is another thing that I do. 
So John, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners? One that came to mind is a service called Social Crawlytics. Social Crawlytics. It's the worst name ever. Um, <laughs> but, it, but it's like crawl and analytics put together. Right. So it's C-R-A-W-L-Y-T-I-C-S. It's, it's a free tool where you can give it a website address and it'll actually crawl through that site, index all of their content, and then sort it for you by the number of shares by all of the different Facebook and Pinterest and Twitter and all of those. So you can see the most shared content on any site. Oh, super, super cool. Because if I get to a site and I'm like, I'm sure there's a ton of great content here. I want to know where I should start or maybe a good place for me to, to read some of the more popular articles on that site. And that's a great barometer is the amount of shares, the amount of likes, the amount of whatever that might be. So that's a great currency to judge the success of a post. I'm excited to do that for Entrepreneur on Fire. And you are right, John. Social Crawlytics, that is the first time it has been named on Entrepreneur on Fire. So success in that one of 625 past <laughs> guests, you're the first. And Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we've been chatting about in today's episode at eofire.com slash John Morrow. And John, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? Yeah, I actually Googled around and tried to find a book that you hadn't mentioned oh, either. Cool. And, um, I mean, you've mentioned a lot of my favorite ones, <laughs> but I recently read a book called Simple Numbers, Straight Talk, Big Profits by Greg Crabtree, which is a book on basic accounting for entrepreneurs and how to spend your money wisely when you're an entrepreneur. Uh, I thought it was a stunning book. It's not a very sexy book, but if you're an entrepreneur, it's extremely useful to know those things. Powerful. Well, again, you hit a home run, John. That has not been listed or named on Entrepreneur on Fire. So Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook just like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And John, this next question's the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I would grab the Facebook IDs of the top 500 bloggers in the world. Then I would load those Facebook IDs into a custom audience on Facebook. I would design a, a little free report or video about how to make six figures a month from blogging. And um, I would advertise it exclusively to those top 500 bloggers. And then I would propose that I would help them with their marketing in exchange for a cut of the profits. Uh, and I'd probably do webinars. So it, assuming I get to keep all of my my knowledge and experience, oh, yeah. uh, right now I, I average about fifty to $100,000 a webinar. So um, I would probably do webinars for their audiences to sell their products and take like a 10 to 20% cut. 
uh, of the profits. That's what I would do. Wow. John, I got to jump on one of your upcoming webinars to see how you are such a conversion machine because we're doing webinars every single week for Podcasters Paradise, which is just a podcast workshop for people to learn about podcasting. We do one twice a month for webinars about how to create and present a webinar that converts. So therefore, I need to study people like yourself, John, who are crushing it to make sure that my course has everything that it needs within. And John, thank you for being so open and honest with Fire Nation today for sharing your journey. Let's end with you giving Fire Nation just one parting piece of guidance, sharing the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. The key to success is doing what other people are either unable or unwilling to do. So if you want to be hyper successful, look around and and try to develop a skill set that you're literally so good at it that other people can't match you, even if they try. And then use that to the best of your ability. And John, what's the best way that Fire Nation can connect with you? Um, go to boostblogtraffic.com is probably the best way. You can also find me on Twitter at John Morrow. Uh, that's uh, J-O-N-M-O-R-R-O-W. And can we sign up for your webinars on your site? Yes. yes. I uh, we put them up occasionally and also we usually do one to two a month Okay, and I email them out to the list. I'm on it. Fire Nation, I recommend you do too. So John, Fire Nation is well over. They can find the links to everything of value that we've mentioned in today's episode by going to eofire.com. Just type John in the search bar, J-O-N, and his show notes page will pop right up. And John, thank you for being so incredibly generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, man. Fire Nation, is it time to share your voice with the world? Podcasting is the number one medium to do so, and it has never been easier. Join me for our free live podcast workshop every week. Just visit podcastersparadise.com to grab your spot today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.